Welcome to Spectacular Slovakia. My name is Michaela Terencány and with me in the studio today is James Thompson who once again came to talk to us about the gems of Eastern Slovakia and we'd like to take it to the northeast this time around. Hi James. Hi Michaela. The northeast, historically known as the Sharish region. Yes, that's or, right. Or, yes. or most of it is Mo- Sharish. Sharish, most famously known as a beer, but it is also the name of this region. Yeah. Yes. And uh, so the main city of the region, the regional capital, is Prešov. Yeah. We already mentioned that. Yeah, slightly. Um, we, we, I think we've mentioned it in passing. Uh, it's uh, probably the most accessible place. Um, in, in this region because it's connected by a motorway to, uh, well, to the west of Slovakia, but also to Košice, um, and, and has fairly regular uh, railway connections. It's actually, I think it's the third biggest city in Slovakia. Yeah, I think um, so. So it's a, it's a good-sized place, and the centre is, is um, uh, a beautiful um, lenticular square. We've mentioned them before. Um, and uh, with, with uh, a lot of very impressive Renaissance buildings, a large church, Gothic church, and... Um, uh, and also uh, uh, an interesting um, uh, Jewish museum. There's a very the, the, the Jewish community now in Prešov is very small, but but it was one of the centres of uh, Jewish life in in pre-war Slovakia. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's lots of interesting things to to, to visit in in Prešov. But today we would like to take it to some smaller places around because it would yes. be a shame to just uh, get stuck to in restrict <laughs> ourselves to Prešov. No, no, there's much more out there. And uh, and one of the towns that you visited is Bardejov. Yes, I did. And by train. By train. There is a train. How did that work? Slow. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I mean, the, the services are fine, but it's it's you traveling basically on a what's a a, a bus that's on a railway, um, and uh, and Bardejov, I think I'm pretty sure is the end of the line. Um, so there's a little station there, but it's very well located. You can walk into town easily from there. Um, and and when you do, it's well worth the trip because um, I should mention there's also bus services, and obviously you can mm-hmm. drive as well. But uh, but the highway stops in Prešov, and after that, it's it's uh, sort of country ri- roads. Um, in in the centre of Bardejov is is a really uh, exquisite medieval town square, which um, by a combination of good luck and good planning has, has survived and actually received uh, UNESCO World Heritage uh, recognition uh, pre eighty nine. It was already um, something that the town had been pushing for since I think the seventies or early eighties. Despite the fact that it's not lenticular. Despite the fact that unaccountably, um, Bariov does not have a lenticular uh, square. I, I think that might be because that um, style. Uh, don't quote me on this because you know I'm not. Lenticular. It's expert. just on the record. <clears throat> yeah, no, it's on the record. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, just edit this bit out. Um, uh, but I think it's partly because Bareoff's um, period period of wealth, when when these these sort of uh, the burger houses, the the town hall, which is in the middle of the square, uh, the church um, at the end, Saint Giles Church or Saint Egidius, as they as they call it by the, the, the Latin name, um, it, it's kind of period in the sun. Uh, predates even the early modern period. So by the 16th century, it was all over for Bardeov, which is one of the reasons why this has all survived, because Bardeov then sort of turned to a bit of a backwater and no one thought to bulldoze the whole lot and build Panalax or whatever, they, you know, whatever would have been its fate otherwise. Um, so, I mean, they did that with the rest of the town. So mm-hmm. there's not a lot else outside the, the, the sort of historic centre of, of, of Bardeov. I'm sure it's a lovely place, but... Um, 
but that's what people go to see. Um, but the, but the, the, the bits that, that, that have been preserved really are, are spectacular. And the town hall is a kind of mixture of Gothic and Renaissance architecture, uh, which now has a museum in it. And um, But it's just a very interesting place also just to, just to examine from the outside. It has all these... Uh, little architectural features, uh, the kind of, um, I, I think they're called corbels, which are these these um, uh, little um, uh, decorative devices under mm-hmm. the roof that that, that that decorate the ends of the roof beams, um, and uh, which are almost like kind of gargoyles and and and, mm-hmm. and, and just quite playful medieval sculptures. So um, uh, that, that's a very interesting place, um, and the, the church is also worth a visit. It's a it's a it's a big uh, Gothic church, I, I think, with a with a, a later t- uh, tower added to it. Although the typical postcards, the typical images of Bardio make it seem quite small, the church, no? Because the the square seems like yeah, really yeah, big yeah. and then there is this church with this tower. Yeah, it's sort of at the end in the distance. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. I think that's because they sort of take pictures of the church, uh, pictures of the square with a kind of, you know, wide angle lens and, and the church, like you say, is at the far end of the, of, of the, of the so square. So it's not as small as it seems. It's not, no, it's not a little kapulka. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it is actually quite a big church. Um, Bardio is also very well known for its healing waters. Yes, yes. Um, there's, there's a spa, I think one of the few spas in Slovakia that specializes in uh, like di- digestion system. Oh, right, like digestive ailments. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. I did go there. It's, it's actually a little sort of place outside the city, a bit further north, called Bardeovské Kupale, Bardeov Spring. Mm-hmm. And it was... Um, I'm not really a connoisseur of the spa, um, but I went to quite a few when I was traveling around Slovakia. You will be. Yeah, I will. <laughs> yeah. I, wasn't, I wasn't given a choice. Um, but it was one of those places where I got the distinct impression um, uh, you really need to have something wrong with you to come here. I mean, not, not, that the, not that, I don't mean that in the sense that you're mad, but just, but, but it's, it's medical. You know, you better, you better come up with something that needs fixing because otherwise they're not going to have anything to do with for okay. you. So, um, and um, I was t- taken to various rooms where they had devices or therapies or sort of mud packs and mud baths and I, I, all sorts of other stuff, which, I mean, I had no idea what any of this was. Um, but they, it was all very serious. I mean, they have doctors and nurses and, and people to, to advise you, and you, you got a little a little book uh, to, to get your treatments ticked off as you as you go through. And uh, um, so, yeah. So you, you tried any of those treatments? I, I didn't. It was quite a short Uh, visit. So no, I, I, I didn't. But I was tempted. I did have a meal at a canteen at the Hotel Ozone. Ozone mm-hmm. um, which sounds was, healthy. It was it was quite institutional, but I but yeah, I quite enjoyed it. But um, yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But but it does actually have some interesting. I mean, it's quite a nice place to walk around. That the, the whole spa is, uh, I think, probably dates from the from the late Habsburg period. But it has a kind of First Republic feel. So um, those sort of uh, typical sort of 1920s, 1930s building, the very nice gardens and and uh, and areas for 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 the the. the guest stroke patients to, to walk around and, and take the waters because obviously the, the, the spa is the original source of the, of, the, of, the, of the location so you can you can drink mineral waters uh, coming out of the, yeah. the taps with various minerals suffused which are supposed to do you good in some unspecified way or some very specific way or maybe, maybe some yeah maybe in a very specific way of which I'm <laughs> I, I, I've somehow remained ignorant but yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if, but if you really want to take some nice walks you better go to a national park yeah and we've got one we have to yeah, recommend yeah, yeah we have um this is in this is in the very far northeast 
of uh, of Slovakia. Um, but, I mean, one thing to mention is, is is just that first of all, there's actually quite a lot of Slovakia east of. Preshov and Kosice. So um, it, it's kind of like in the West, people sort of get to Bratislava and think that's it. And in fact, there's Zahoria sort of further west. And the same sort of uh, tendency in the East is, is to get to Kosice, Kosice and assume that sort of, you've sort of done it. And in fact, there's a lot further east. And uh, to the south, there's this area, Zemplin. Much which more is, than uh, Zahoria, though, no? Yeah, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It, is a, it is a much bigger area than Zahoria. And, um, uh, and so in the far northeast, and this is right up against the the Polish and Ukrainian borders is the uh, uh, Polonini National Park. Mm-hmm. And Polonini are kind of um, uh, uh, these areas on the top of the hills around there which are are cleared of, of uh, forest. So the, the hills are mostly forested, but on the top there are these kind of um, uh, cleared areas, pasture areas. And um, But in within that park, there is also um, what's called a primeval beach forest. That's to mm-hmm. say one of the few, uh, I think there was maybe an area like, similar to this in in, uh, in Poland, but one of the few areas in, in the whole of Europe that has never been cleared. It's, it's an original forest. And you can you can go on, on, on trips uh, or walks into the forest to find it. You, you'd need to have either a very good map or local guides. And there's quite a good local guide service and national park rangers who will give you advice on, on where to go within the park. Um, also to mention, it, it, it's it's a it's at the very least a day trip to the park, even from Preshov, one of the major cities, because this is another aspect of Eastern Slovakia, especially that corner, that northeast corner, is that um, time kind of gets telescoped because there aren't any highways or really many railways. It takes a long time to drive to places, and the Polonini National Park itself is at the end of a uh, a long kind of. A valley, so you mm-hmm. have to sort of drive in and drive out on the same road. In the end, there's a little village called Nova Sedlica, and that's where the main kind of that's the main base for exploring Polonini. But if you, if you like uh, really kind of um, pristine, quiet, um, beautiful scenery and, and walks in in, in in natural environment, that's really a, a really special place. Um, and, uh, and and as I say, this this, this primeval beach forest is is, is this kind of unique experience as well. Mm-hmm. well. Slovakia has heard quite some criticism about uh, not being very good at protecting the primeval forests yeah. in that area. Uh, right, yeah. uh, we're not going to go too much into that, okay. but uh, if you are into environment protection, you might have heard about primeval beach forests. Uh, right. Yeah, well, the, 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 the similar things have been going on in Poland as well. There's been a yeah. lot of controversy about, about clearing old forests in Poland. Um, yeah. um, but, um, but also that region, I should mention, is also interesting because it's uh, uh, a Ruthenian-speaking area of Slovakia. I mean, not, not uh, universally. Slovak is still the, the kind of dominant language, but many of those villages there, you'll see the street signs are written in Cyrillic as well as in, in Roman script. And um, a lot of uh, wooden churches in, in, in that part of the region. So on, on the drive out there, you, you'll also see um, some, some interesting village architecture. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of natural beauties, uh, we shouldn't forget the Morske Oko. Ah, yes. Wow. Vyhorlad. Yes. Are we too far from the Polonian National Park now? Not too far. No, given no, no, the local driving times? Yeah, given the local driving times. I mean, you're just going to have to take a while. Take your time. It's all right. But uh, but uh, it's uh, the great thing about this area is there isn't much traffic, so it's not stressful drive. Um, yeah, so the, the Morska Oko is a, is a, a small lake in a, in a range of hills called uh, Vyhorlad. Um, and um, so the eye of the sea. The eye of the sea, which is a strange kind of name for a lake in the middle of Slovakia, but or in the east of Slovakia, but it, it's um, it's 
formed, they think, by a kind of um, a volcanic activity in that area, because Vihorlat is a, is, a, is a, well, they hope, extinct volcano. Um, and um, when I went there, they said um, that there's actually a kind of danger that at some point they'll have another kind of little uh, earth movement, earthquake, and the lake could quite easily just sort of disappear overnight. Really? Drain. Yeah, yeah. I so, never heard this. So they said. Um, but it's still there for now, as far as we know. And um, um, well worth uh, a, a trip up there. It's, and again, a very, very beautiful forested area, relatively quiet and um, nice place to go for, for, for walks. Or And they have little khati and, and places that you can, you can rent if you want to spend a couple of days up there. We wanted to also mention some of the... Uh, history of, yeah. of uh, this area and probably to do that we should go to Dukla. Yes, that's uh, uh, that's up on the, again, the northeast corner, uh, but the, the sort of northern end on the Polish border. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dukla is the name of the pass where um, one, of the, one of the main passes through the Carpathian, where the, one of the main passes through the Carpathian mountains come, come into Slovakia. And in fact was where the Soviet and reformed Czechoslovak armies re-entered Slovakia um, in 19, September 1944, uh, at the end of the Second World War, uh, as part of the liberation of Slovakia. And so there was actually uh, a lot of uh, fighting in this area. Um, and you'll actually see uh, monuments to that in the area if you drive up there from uh, from, from uh, Bareov or Preshov area. And um, in fact, uh, in Svidnik, which is the main sort of town in that district, uh, there is a large uh, Soviet war memorial and a, a, a sort of display and, and, and military museum to to the fighting. But you'll see you'll see little. I mean, you'll see sort of. Uh, Tanks repainted as memorials and war graves in in that area, including uh, German war graves, uh, because um, the, the the fighting was between uh, the, the German occupying forces and the Soviet and Czechoslovak armies. Mm-hmm. Um, so it took that they expected it, they expected it to be relatively easy when they were planning this campaign to reach Preshov in about six days, and it, it ended up taking them four months. So you, you can get an idea of how intense the, the fighting was. And speaking of Swednik, yes, Swednik, <laughs> Sweden, <laughs> no, Swednik. Is there anything else to see than just well, a war museum? Swednik is not a is not a, a kind of a, a natural tourist draw, I would say, or it wasn't when I when I went there. It was it it, it, it looked. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to. Do, I mean, I like that part of the world. I like the people in Sweden that I met. They were very nice to me. Um, it, it did look like the war had only just ended at the time. I don't know whether they were rebuilding the town centre or, or knocking it down or something. But it was. It was looking a bit sort of. But I'm sure this was a while ago, so it's probably looking lovely now. But I. But also, I, I met the. Uh, I, I went to meet the, um, the, the the director of culture at the local town hall. And um, and she was an impressive lady, and uh, and I said, uh, and she said, I've only got a few minutes because we've got a, we're planning, we're going away tomorrow. Uh, and I said, Oh yeah, well, where are you going? She said, We're going to a folklore festival in uh, in Dagestan. Uh, and I said, Oh wow, that's quite a long way. Dagestan is is this kind of uh, North Caucasian or a republic in 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 Russia on on the on the Caspian Sea, which is a a fascinating place, but but a pretty ragged kind of place with with very mountainous and full of kind of occasionally warring tribes and 
I said, I'm impressed by your commitment to folklore. How are you going to get to Dagestan? Oh, by bus. Yeah, we're leaving tomorrow. And I thought, grief, this is, this is you know, they, don't, they go hard with the culture here in Sridnik. So they were going to just jump in the bus and drive up you know, Dukla Pass across you know, Poland, Ukraine, and, and, and through Russia and, and, and you know, do, the, do the folklore. Well, linguistically, you should also be ready to see a lot of uh, Cyrillic signs uh, in this part of Slovakia, because there is, uh, we mentioned, the, the Ruthenian minority. Yeah. In some places, more than uh, the percentage required yeah. for uh, bilingual street signs, street yeah. signs yeah. and uh, yeah. everything else. Yeah. And, and that's also reflected in the, um, and we, we should probably just mention this as well, this is a good good area if you're interested in, in uh, well, church architecture or visiting some of the wooden churches of Slovakia, which are also uh, UNESCO registered. Uh, there are several in this part of Slovakia um, and uh, there's one in uh, Ladimirova which is um, t- towards Poland and another one in a place called little, very little village called Ruska Bistro which is on the eastern side of the Vihola mountains mm-hmm. and um, these are churches dating from the sort of what we call the early modern period the one in uh, uh, Ruska Bistro I think is from the um, early um, 18th century mm-hmm. and, um, and and the one in Ladimirova is from the mid 18th century and they, they um, are Greek Catholic churches so this is um, a branch of the Catholic Church, which kind of um, uh, uh, report is in full communion with with Rome, so it's not an Orthodox Church, but it follows the Byzantine rite. So it and, and there's actually a long history of, of mixing of these these um, the churches and the, and the devotional sort of um, uh, commitment to the local communities over, over the last few hundred years. So there are Orthodox churches in the region, there are Greek Catholic. There's another. A uh, very old wooden church, which is a Roman Catholic church in Hrvatov, which is also in this region, mm-hmm. and then there are there are also uh, Protestant uh, churches, Lutheran or Evangelitsky churches that they call. So there's a whole mix of these things. But it, it, so these churches are all uh, UNESCO listed heritage, or most of them. The ones I've mentioned are the one in Ladomirova, the one in Hrvatov, and the one in Ruska Bistra are all on this uh, uh, UNESCO list. The, so what's so special about them apart from them being all made of wood well for for tourists like you when you visit Um, I mean the the wooden architecture is the the main thing I mean it it represents a kind of a a sort of craft which um, flourished briefly and and was then replaced by the kind of you know uh, uh, stone churches and, and brick churches and what have you but I suppose my recollection of those places, especially Ruska Bistro, is just that they're they're really they're, they're often really lovely locations. So um, set in set a little bit apart from even the village that they might be in, with with uh, grass areas and 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 uh, in, set in trees and and just yeah, really really lovely places to uh, hang out. And and this is one of the charms we sort of haven't mentioned this generally, but of of travelling around Slovakia. Um, there, there's there's obviously the the kind of the Petrožalka Panalaki style landscape, which is the sort of modern modern legacy of, of, of Slovakia's development, but but there's they're also often and often very close as well. These really ancient spots with with um, amazing uh, historical architecture, which are which are kind of peaceful and not overrun by tourists or and and not commercialized and and really kind of um, you know just pleasant places to spend time, which is. Is difficult to encapsulate in a kind of marketing message for a country or a region. Most people want to say, you know, we've got the the biggest this or the the highest mountain or the you know the biggest water park or whatever. Whereas Slovakia's appeal is for me is often just really lovely places where you can relax a bit. 
So if you haven't seen that, haven't been to Slovakia yet, uh, come and see for yourself. Absolutely. Thank you, James. Thanks for listening. If you like traveling around Slovakia and have recommendations you would like to share with our listeners, let us know at spectator at spectator.sk or on Facebook. For full information about traveling in Slovakia, visit shop.spectator.sk to buy our spectacular Slovakia travel guide. This was Spectacular Slovakia with Michaela Terencani, brought to you by the Slovak Spectator, Slovakia's English language newspaper. Special thanks to Tomáš Rybar for post-production of this podcast. Spectacular Slovakia is available on spectator.sk, SoundCloud or iTunes with new episodes out every Wednesday evening.